the city of town. An improvised D&D adventure. Today. Oh yeah, it's a chill episode. So 30. casual episode thirty. Yeah, we're just yeah. hanging out, two dudes improvising, Ooh. playing Dungeons and Dragons. So relaxing. Mm-hmm. Just get all those worries scrunched up onto your shoulders, and then. Wave them goodbye. Because it's city of town time, and there ain't no time for worries. It's time to go to the city you know. The city of town. Go, go, go. Where there's no stress or anxiety. Just fun and dragons and improv. Cities. Improv cities. (laughs) We had a theme song for a second there. I think it's still episode 30, but... Here we go, guys. This is a children's show now. (laughs) Welcome to it. That's how it's going to start every time. This is essentially the Muppets, but improv and D&D. Oh, God. Are we going to get sued because I said the Muppets? <laughs> okay, but if we say the Muppets three, oh shit! Oh no, we can't. We can't say Muppets anymore. No, oh, stop God. saying Muppets! Oh, we've been canceled. Oh no! Hashtag City of Towns over party. <laughs> the lawyers are bashing down the door. Goosh, goosh, goosh! <laughs> They've got a battering ram. <laughs> what kind of lawyers are these? Hey, these are the Muppets lawyers. <laughs> Let us in. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers more like mafia. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. More like Muppets fia. Oh no! <laughs> um, this is the this is the pun police. <laughs> this is the pun police. <laughs> they get a fucking whirly bird well, with the fucking light yeah, shining down on it. Goes pun 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 pun. There you go. Hey, you got it, Michael. Michael, we're gonna try to do something a little different today. Are we? Well, kind of. <laughs> Don't we do something different every time? That's our whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing is that this is always something different. Yeah, but, you know, guys, we're at our 30th episode. 30 whole episodes of Dungeons and Dragons improv. Tech- well, technically, it's like our 27th episode, and we put out like a couple bonus episodes. Hey, and Hey, hey, Casey. Yeah? We don't talk about those. Oh, right. Those never happened. That didn't happen. We never missed they, a week. They happened. And, like, they counted towards the episode count, but they <laughs> didn't happen. There's a confusion we've got. Yeah. But it's an existential dread sort of thing. That, that being said, we're around the 30th episode, and... Our we, egos have grown to massive size. They're scary. They take up most of the room at this point. Mm-hmm. But we figured, you know what? Let's just, let's just have a chill episode. Let's oh, yeah. see what happens. We definitely started this chill episode with a lot of energy. <laughs> so amped. But we figured, you know, we'll we'll we're gonna do an episode. So, you know, if you want to just skip straight to the episode, cut to second. 
and then you can hear the wow. Hear, They're gonna be so confused. Hear the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. So yes, there will be an adventure. Yeah. Um, Should we quickly explain the rules for people who are new to this? Who and are is confused new? about what? We get new people all the time. Uh, so they don't sure. just think that we're a ramble podcast. Yeah. Sure. We'll we'll explain the rules. And then ramble, yes, and then explain the rules again. <laughs> How about we explain the rules, then ramble again, and then do whatever the hell we want after the ramble? Sure, go ahead. Can you ask me a question? Oh yeah, hey Michael, what the heck is an improvised D and D adventure? Oh, you haven't heard? Let me regale you with the tale of what an improvised Dungeons and Dragons adventure is. An improvised D and D adventure means that Casey and I are going to go on a one hour long D and D adventure that we are going to completely make up. On the spot. No prep work, no character sheets. Guys, we've had some confusion about this. People think that, like, maybe we, like, plan it a little bit beforehand. No. There's no planning. We think about these things ahead of time, and we go, no, brain, stop it, stop it. Don't do that. And we throw those thoughts away and never use them. There is no prep work for this whatsoever. Absolutely not. That being said, we do use two dice on this podcast. We use the D20 and the D6. That... D20 is used for all ability checks, saving throws, and what's the other one? Uh, oh. The ability Attack checks? Rolls? Attack rolls? Well, yeah. Attack rolls, saving throws, ability checks. Uh, saving? Wait, we already dice. said saving throws. I think that's that. Okay. Is we it use just a... those three? Sure. I Wait, just those three. skill checks. I said skill checks. Ability throws? A- a- ability Ability checks? Saving throws? Saving throws. Okay, because we're saying skill checks, but I think that's the same as an ability check. Well, abil- yeah. Well, the ability score is different than a skill. Yeah. But kind of not. Because it affects the skill? It's singularly my most confused part of D&D for me. Well, it, it, so it affects the sk- The ability right. score affects the skill that relates to that ability yeah. score. Yeah, and then if you have proficiency, you do something. And if yeah. you have expertise, you do something. Yeah, it like but doubles it. Or- we're not going to be focusing on that today. So... We use the <laughs> D20 for those things we talked about above. We use the D6 for anything else we come up with a- along the way. Oftentimes, that's for rolling damage. Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, you'll see it when, when we say it. Yeah, because it happens. We use that D6 for other things. Yeah, but Michael, here's my big question is uh, rules lawyers. What's up with them for this podcast? You know, rules lawyers, we love them. We want them to listen. We want them to have fun and call out when we do things wrong but we're gonna do things wrong and it's gonna give them all aneurysms that's what's your it's not a, it's not a threat it's stating a fact listen to your own risk yeah rules lawyers take accountability for yourself we loosely follow dnd 5e rules we know the rules pretty well but we do not stress about it uh we do not reference the rule books we make up feats we make up character spell we make up uh, character traits we butcher the backstories of races and uh, completely do whatever the hell we want as improv. You're dang right. You were dang right. Darn tootin'. Mm-hmm. Dang, dang darn tootin' right. Those are, wow. the, those are the rules. And you know what? They haven't changed in 30 episodes. We've, well, no, but we now say what the rules are. I'm pretty we sure that- the rules in the first episode. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. I used to have a specific speech that I did for every single episode, and then I just sort of gave up on that and just started winging it every time trying to do something new. I feel like they're mostly the same every time. You think they're different? Ouch. That's I... the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. Uh, yeah. You didn't You didn't notice. I didn't. I didn't notice you. Yeah. I did the whole thing today where I was like, 
we banished the thoughts from our brain. I hit myself in the face. Okay, so the people to, can't even see me hit so myself in the face. You're saying today you did something different. I do something different all the time. <laughs> and I think you're conflating it to Look, all the time. Look, real fans out there who are like the diehard Michael fans, they know. Yeah. They're like, they're here for the rules. Yeah, the Casey fans are like, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> the Casey fans are like, I like my dissection of the rules to be said the exact same way every single time with no deviation. That's no, every time I trip over it. That's what happens. <laughs> Literally every time that's I part go, of it. here's the D20. And then I go, what do we use the D20 for? I know ability checks and saving throws. What's the third one? But that's how everyone knows that you're a lovable goof. Yeah, it's true. Because mm-hmm. I trip. Yeah, because you're passionate about the game and you love it, but you don't take it too seriously. I am straight tripping to trip. <laughs> and then I talk about how we know the 5e rules, but then we don't know the difference between ability scores and skill checks. <laughs> but we do. We do know the difference. Yeah. We just don't know the exact language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Michael, what, what is a chill? What is a chill adventure? mean for us oh god does it mean the actual adventure itself well should we theme this adventure as being chill well, nah, i don't uh, know i hate being refi- restricted refined i hate being refined screw being refined no i hate being restricted but maybe i just you know i haven't i have it we uh, you what i have it you we have the adventure? talking about it but i know i know i have an idea I'm, okay i'm super down to keep discussing it but i just i a, th- a thought popped in my head uh-huh and i just like where it's going okay um, I'm down. I'm down to get going pretty quick. Cause so Michael's gonna be the DM. I'm gonna be the dungeon master. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be the player today, Casey. Uh, Casey's the player. Mm-hmm. Player is Casey. You're gonna play the crap out of this adventure. Yeah, we are. So no, you are. Okay. I'm gonna but dungeon master the crap out. I of still it. feel like we've not at all explained. We we came into this wanting to do a chill adventure. Yes. I think the reason is is. You know, we've we've had kind of a wily week. It's been a it's been a wily week. One of the things that I constantly hear, uh, it, it, like when people message us on at City of Town D and D. What was that? It's at City of Town D and D. Uh, one more time. At City of Town D and D. Oh, at City of Town D and D. At City of Town D and D on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. You're that's a, good, that's a right. fun place. It is. It's a great place. Well, people message us and they say like, "Oh, you know what? I was having a bad day." And so then all of a sudden your podcast came on and I'm feeling better, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard. And that warms my heart so much and yeah. like makes my brain break. Yeah. It's a supernova eruption within my heart. It's yes. painful. I hate it, but I love it so much. <laughs> uh, but that being said, you know what? We've had kind of a crazy, crazy week, I mm-hmm. think. And so we decided, you know what? Let's have us have a chill adventure. Yeah. Let's have us get healed from the power of improvised D&D. And let's have everybody else's heart supernova inside their chests out of love and affection. So that's the goal, y'all, is us two. We're coming together. We're hanging out in a room, and we're just going to have a good time. We're going to take it chill, which chill for us is still psychotic. Yeah. So... It's, still, it's still somewhere far on the spectrum. Right. So uh... Away from... The average person's level of chill. So that's what that's what we're up to today on mm-hmm. this adventure of a lifetime. That being said, the chillest of chill adventures. You have an idea. You've now had a long time to pre-plan, so I hope it's really good. Oh, I didn't think about it. Any <laughs> I know you didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. All right. 
So, our adventure begins, as all great adventures do, with you bundled up in a thick fur coat, pulling it over yourself to protect yourself from the elements, as this icy windstorm rages around you. <laughs> it is chill-y. You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Does everybody see what I did there? It's if if everyone else isn't feeling the supernova in them, this is painful, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Welcome painful. Welcome to the chill adventure. Okay. So you are in the midst of this crazy ass ice storm. Yep. You are pulling your fur coat over yourself. Uh, you have a rope connected around your waist mm-hmm. that is actually connected to people who are behind you. You are the leader pushing your way through this ice storm. Do you want to, uh, do you have any idea why you were here? Yeah, absolutely. I do. We are traversing, uh, we are great adventurers who were hired to see why this snowstorm has been going on now for two months. Yeah. This is not common for this this season. This is a pretty temperate zone, right? Yeah. And so they think that something magical is going on. And yeah. so we are we're a group that often puts themselves into direct danger to find out what's happening. Oh wow, that's really cool. So you guys you guys came here to figure out what's going on with this ice storm. Yep. Uh as you walk, you've been obviously traversing this for quite a while. Yeah. Uh and you've noticed along the way like Lots of dead, like, palm trees in this, like, very temperate tropical zone that should not have snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen lots of dead animals, dead birds that aren't able to survive in this kind of cold. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this storm is absolutely ravaging this, uh, this beautiful location. And no one has any idea what it was, what is causing it. But you and your friends, you're going to find out. <laughs> Men! Press forward. Do not stop here. Okay, sir. Great. We're going to keep you going. You can barely hear the yeah. people behind you because the wind is going against you, and you can just barely hear their voices. So you've got uh, three people behind you. The first person right behind you, uh, his name is Cal. Who is Cal to you? Cal is... Cal is oftentimes uh, takes the lead mm-hmm. and is our uh, is our ranger who oh, scouts nice. out ahead. But during the snowstorm, a bit of sharp uh, ice actually sw- like stabbed into his leg. Oh no! So he's now injured. So we're trying to carry him along as well. Oh God! What race is he? Uh he is a he's human. Okay, so we got Cal the human. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind them, we of course have uh, Fiona. Yep, F- Fiona uh, obviously is our wizard for the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a uh, she's amazing at mostly uh, like attacking and stuff. So she's she's oftentimes the person who uh, from from behind is doing all of the ranged attacks to help us. Uh, get away from monsters or get the surprise on them. Nice. And then, of course, behind them, we have... Yes. Yep. Uh, of course. Uh, you and... guys just call him... 
He, Michael, what what race are you thinking they are? Uh, they're Eric Hoken. Okay. Our, yeah, our Eric Hoken, uh who is a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal tank. Our strategy, though, is that we always try to press forward the mm-hmm. attack. And so uh, we oftentimes have them at the back as like a defensive measure in case somebody tries to come from behind mm. and get us. That makes a lot of sense. Normally, yeah. Normally, I would not be at the be at the very front, um, but I I am a fighter. Nice. Yeah. So I normally take take somewhere in the middle, but I can press forward. You can press forward. You've yeah, got this. Absolutely. So you guys, you guys are just getting hit with this biting cold. Yeah. Also, uh, my name is Toman. Toman. I like yeah. that name. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we're. So what's the plan? What are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Are you feeling fresh? Are you feeling like you're beat up from this wind and you got to find a place to break. Yeah, you know, Michael, we're doing great. No, we're doing, <laughs> we're, not doing, we're not doing great, but we're ready for these types of elements. Mm-hmm. We obviously, you know, it's tough to have our ranger injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know. yeah they, they, you guys didn't expect the, the ice storm full of giant ice shards. No. That came out of nowhere. We didn't. That just happened. So we're actually yeah, trying to so, get to safety. Yeah, he's currently bleeding. So you guys should probably like bandage him up and get him into safety. Yeah, but uh, we, we can't stop here because there's you, giant ice. So we got to get to shelter. Yeah. Uh, up ahead on the map, you know that there should be uh, a small tropical town. Uh, you're hoping maybe you can find some sort of uh, some sort of uh, place to rest there. A okay. Place where like you could actually like get some warmth. Yeah, that's why I was telling everybody we got to press press forward. So cool. we're gonna keep moving forward. All right, you press forward as you're going. Uh, you you can actually see the town ahead. There's two options. It's basically like there's uh there's a giant really nice beach that's like curved like a crescent moon, and you can walk along the beach and take the time to uh like just take that extra time to to traverse that, which is gonna be several extra miles, or you can walk across the frozen ocean in front of you and try to make it to uh to the town that way. You can just faintly see some lights in the town so you know that there are people still alive there. Mm, okay. Uh I am The lights flickering in and out of focus as the winds pick up and like block it from view. Totally. And you can see like the the ocean has like frozen waves. That's how crazy this this is that like it froze the ocean. Wow. Okay. But you can't tell how thin the ice is. Yeah, but it's been two months. So I'm going to feel pretty confident that it's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. It'll save you about half the time I, to go so over the ocean. I'm going to bring the group into a group huddle uh, so that we can discuss really quickly, and I'm going to tell them my plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. We are going to move across the ocean. I think that we can use the critical to help us on our way. Use the what? Critical. What is that? What's the critical? Critical is a amazing little device that I came across on one of our adventures. Uh-huh. It is a piece of small stone that actually turns into any type of uh, object that I imagine. The difficulty with it is that I have to keep imagining that it's that item. And if I ever lose my train of thought, then it becomes whatever that item is. Okay. So 
Uh, so I need to you be- You mean it permanently becomes that item? No, 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 in the moment. So this thing can constantly change and shape in new ways based off of what I'm thinking about. Oh, 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 I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so I can create it- It's like you, if you turned this thing into a boat and then you lost your train of thought and thought about a, a train on accident, it would just turn into a train immediately. Exactly, nice. and we would immediately start sinking. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's too dangerous to use as something to get along great, great regions, mm -hmm. but it is oftentimes usable for small, small amounts of movement. Totally. So my plan, here's my plan. I will turn it into a sled and then we will move across the ocean as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, what, can you remind me of the Eric Cochran's name? Uh, you guys call him I think that if you can use your wings to move us as quickly as possible, we can perhaps avoid any more catastrophe. Uh, so the Eric Cochran... Actually, do you want to play your whole party? Or do you want me to play other parts of the party? Let's see. What, which, do you have a preference? I, I think I prefer you to play the party. Okay. Because I feel like you'll play them well. But I do think... I think that... There's some difficulty with the Eric Cochran being able to use his wings with such icy cold wind. Yeah. So he probably needs something in order to, uh, you know, protect his wings from the wind while he's trying to use them. Otherwise, they'll, like, freeze because they're thin. Right. He did think. That's going to be too annoying of a voice. <laughs> I fear it for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> let's see let's try that one again yeah let's give it a take two quack i don't i don't think i can i can probably use my wings unless i get some sort of defense <laughs> it didn't get better <laughs> that's way better oh is it okay then it's way better it's infinitely Casey, more usable you nailed it I, I that's exactly how I always have imagined an Eric Cochran will talk. <laughs> They're a badass Eric Cochran warrior. Absolutely. The tank of the group. The toughest of the toughest, my guy. Come in, in here, hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> hot. <laughs> All right. No, it's chill, not chill. hot. Chill. Can I recreate? <laughs> cool. Cool. Yes, I can recreate. <laughs> oh this my is... <laughs> god! Oh my god! This is a dandy. This is quite this a is dandy. This is a certified dandy. So I, I I dig this plan of the Eric Cochran using his here's my to fly back, here's my the... thing though. Yeah. I obviously, obviously, you know, we need somebody to protect the Eric Cochran while they're flapping their wings, especially. One, uh, there's a lot of wind going on, so mm -hmm. we need to utilize the wind. My first thought is rather than utilize using the, rather than doing all of the wing pushing, we need to use this as a sail. That's oh. a better plan. So creating a sled sail. Okay. And using his wings and basically, uh, so uh, he he's gonna stand at the back of this of this boat, this like <laughs> land boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is hysterical. Or maybe the front of the land boat, the front of the land boat. Uh -huh. Yeah, 
and is going to stand looking backwards with his wings outstretched so that we can catch wind. Yeah. But then when the winds are going to be changing, we're going to need somebody who's able to notify him to put his wings away. Totally. So that's going to be obviously our wizard of the group. So he can definitely do that. Will. You've got a ranger, our ranger who I think is still maintaining consciousness. Oh yeah. He's still, he's still conscious. Okay. Uh, You have to protect his wings from the cold though. Otherwise he'll get frostbite. Otherwise, he'll get frostbite. Okay. He might, he might lose his wings if he just holds them out into the wind like that for forever. They're very thin. Okay. Here, and I, unprotected. I think I got this. So tell me. Uh, what? Oh, Fiona. Are you able to create any sort of bonfire? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she evil. <laughs> You know I can create any type of flame. (laughs) Flames are my specialty. (laughs) The problem is a little bit of control. (laughs) Fiona, again, is damage dealing, not often battlefield control. She's pure... Uh, evocation. Chaotic evocation yeah. magic. Is, but the, is she a spell sculptor? She is. That's pretty she helpful. Is a spell sculptor. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, look it up, baby. No rules, lawyers. Uh, yeah. If you don't know what that is, don't look it up, baby. <laughs> I'm actually gonna explain it because I think it's super cool. All right. I, I actually love spell yeah. sculpting. Wait, Michael knows a thing. Go for it. Uh, spell sculpting is a thing for school of evocation wizards. Uh, where you can do things like cast a fireball, which normally just decimates everything within a certain radius, and you can instead sculpt your spell to like move around a certain amount of other players, depending upon the spell level you cast it at. So that way, you can like throw a fireball into the midst of a fight, but sculpt it around all your friends and just burn the enemies. It is so cool. I love it. It is incredible. I love School of Evocation Wizards. So let me ask you, Michael. With that, if she sculpts it around him. Are... She could just she could pretty much just create a big fireball around him. Cool. And my my question with that is is he still getting the heat then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's gonna be like you know it's it's a it's a trade off because like you know she's gonna be sculpting this bonfire around him, and uh, yeah. there's still wind blowing on him, so he's gonna get cold, but he's gonna also get warmed up, so it should work. Okay. Great. My my other the so the other part of the solution for this is so she only has to do it for his upper body. We're gonna basically create like a little monolith at the near the front of this boat uh-huh. with half of his body concealed using nice. the using the same the same tool. Nice, cool. I'm already utilizing. The, I forgot the name of it. Oh, obviously it was the Creek Coal. Yeah, of course it was Creek Coal. Creek Coal. Yeah, obviously. Duh. Where'd you find the Creek Coal? man, dude, do, do we have time for this? Uh. We have time for the abridged version, the Sparknotes version. Okay, super fast Sparknotes ver- ver- version. I keep saying that because it, there was a virgin sacrifice oh, that well, was happening yeah. at the top of this mountain uh, for this. It was basically to merge the celestial plane with the uh, with the regular plane. Mm-hmm. What, what is it called? You don't want that to happen, the yeah. material plane. Material plane. And so- those are two different planes, and if you put them together, you'd get a new plane. Yeah, essentially, and that would probably just destroy both of them. Yeah, essentially, you were having all of these like 
angelic creatures suddenly mashing in with with humans and orcs and all types of things and it's creating a real conundrum yeah lots of chaos so we had to go in stop it little uh i mean basically end result was that that tool was carved uh and was going to be the like knife that was supposed to kill the virgin Mm -hmm. and we just we got it in the end oh nice look at you guys you did it wow why aren't we telling that adventure anywho <laughs> you're going to use the Krakol. Yeah. Uh, you're going to create this boat. You're going to use the Aarakocrin to be a sail at the very top of it. Yep. This is hysterical. I love it. Yeah. She's going to spell sculpt a uh, bonfire around him so that, that way he doesn't get cold. You guys are going to cut across the frozen ocean with tons of frozen waves. You're going to have to be careful with the waves. It's going to create like bumps and like different yeah. ways you guys could accidentally flip over. So the ranger is going to be sitting at the front calling those things out. Cool. As we're all moving forward. And then I am going to be using or yeah so so the ranger's gonna be calling it out and also like kind of yeah to help steer yeah and then depending on where uh maybe the, the monolith that you put mm-hmm. can like turn so you can like turn the aracocran and the sail will like move in a different direction yeah that sounds great yeah let's do it and you guys are cutting across the ocean so that you can save time to save to save uh cal because mm-hmm. cal's been injured exactly uh, okay, cool. You're heading to this other, this little society on the other side that yep. you can barely see. Perfect. All right, you guys gonna head out? Yeah, we keep moving. All right, you use your device. You turn it into the boat. You've got the Eric Cochran up. She starts spell sculpting. You guys start heading out. Let's go ahead and uh, let's do a navigation check for your, uh, for your ranger and see how good of a job he does. Heck yeah. Fucking lol. That's... <laughs> It's a bad start, man. You guys are pretty high level, right? Yeah. But you can't out level a nat one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you guys start off. Everything seems great. He starts calling out directions, and immediately you hit one of the frozen waves, fly up off the top of it, smash into the ridge of another wave. Let's see if this messes you guys up. Oh, my God. That's a 19. That does mess you guys up. All right, we're going to say that your boat has uh, 15 hit points. Okay. That's two hit points against your boat. You feel yep. it smash into this thing. Uh, how? When do you have to do a concentration check to see if you maintain oh, the I, form of your boat? I think right now. I okay. mean, if the boat takes damage, then yes, I have to I have to check it out. Okay. Are you sure you want it to be 15? I think 15 is good. Okay. Yeah. All right. The fuck, guys? Did you lose concentration immediately? Well, What'd you, oh, did you, you roll know that what? one already? No, because this guy's so high leveled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's gonna be, that's gonna be a sixteen. Okay, yeah, because you only need to roll a ten or higher. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it's the same as spell concentration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. It is. I just for a second I forgot how high level these characters are. Cool. Sixteen. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, you guys hit that. You slide down the other side of the wave. Go ahead and do another navigation check. Cool. Uh, let's see if he starts doing better and learned his lesson. You're gonna give him any words of wisdom? No. Okay. <laughs> the waves. This the ocean was really choppy the day it froze. Clearly, there's lots of these like really harsh, sharp waves out here. Right. All right. That's a that's a seven or no eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So once you guys. Uh, hit the top of that wave and you start coming down the other side he starts to see the patterns in the waves 
So he's able to actually start like gliding you guys up the side of one, the back of one wave, and then come down that and go into like the barrel of another wave. And you guys start doing much, much better. Uh, anything that you guys are doing on the boat? We we're keeping going as as hard as possible. I think so far we're holding up pretty well. Yeah, you guys you guys have some good speed on and everything. Uh, how about you quickly do a perception check for me? Okay. Twenty one. Twenty one. That's a damn yeah. good perception check. Yeah. So as you guys move up into the barrel of a giant frozen wave you you go up into this thing it's a huge it's almost like a giant ice cave you can see the white tips like frozen over and like just like in this weird cool ice patterns as you go inside of this thing and the the light that was already dark outside just really diminishes away only the bonfire the light of the bonfire that uh fiona is casting is like sending weird shadows around the ice as you look to your left into the wave and you see a giant eyeball looking back at you. Hate and it, that. And it blinks. And then you see it start trying to shake. And you feel the ground underneath you shaking. Ugh. You gonna do anything? Oh, man. Uh, do you want to try to identify this thing? You can do a nature check. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, this, it, it, this is still the ranger. Oh, so the this. ranger check. Okay, cool. Oh my gosh, 25. This is a giant killer whale. And it has been frozen in here for a while, and it's probably hungry as fuck. Uh, okay. We need to get out of here. Quick, quick. All right, so are you guys making a break? Are you guys pushing harder? What are you doing? So my... my main dude is trying to maintain concentration but definitely looks for a moment sees the giant creature uh calls up to to the two up top and says hold on oh wait hold on it's about to get bumpy all right we're gonna see if this great uh this giant killer whale manages to break out he's gonna do a strength check with advantage mm-hmm that's a seven plus ten. The 13 plus 10, he does indeed. He starts to writhe around his tail. You can see his tail smash through the ice ahead of you as you narrowly move underneath it. It, it flies right over to the Aarakocran's head as this whale just completely decimates the ice around you and turns and starts to go after you, diving down into the, the weird, like, half-ice slushy water and disappearing for a moment. As you guys are nearing the end of this barrel and coming back outside, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to get to the a exit of the barrel. Cool. So you uh, exit the barrel. You're moving along. Doing anything special? or? Well, so this thing is just chasing after us. I'm guessing it, it's going to try to surface right under us. I, I, it seems logical. <clears throat> okay. Here's what, here's what we're going to do. I am... You're right a quarter of the way to the thing, <clears throat> by the way. Okay. Great. I... I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to call out to the group and I'm going to say, it's an upward maneuver, folks. Hang on tight. As I, everyone knows what this means. So I'm going to, I, the ranger is going to lock eyes on the whale itself 
He can, uh, he can just barely see the shadow of it under the water heading towards you guys. Just barely. Study. Study. And the ranger's going to watch The shadow this starts whale. to get bigger and bigger. Um, steady. Steady, everybody. Steady. Steady. And right before it surfaces, I'm going to call something out. So I'm holding right for the last the moment. Shadow, the shadow basically is completely engulfing the entire boat. Now! Right right at that moment, all of a sudden you see the Aarakocran wings uh like flap upwards rather than rather than holding them out. Yeah. Flap upwards, you see uh the uh, the Kokre switch into an orb that's surrounding all all of us other than the Aarakocran, still only half of his body, and uh and Fiona casts uh, casts fly on the object. I suddenly we're just all gonna shoot directly upwards with the wind. <laughs> Dope. Okay, so you guys fly upwards. This this boat just instantly transforming into this new mystical object, shooting straight upwards away from the ice. As all of a sudden, from underneath the ice, this giant killer whale just bursts through exactly where you were, flying upwards with lots of speed. Mouth agape, ready to eat you guys. Let's see how this thing does. Ooh, no. This thing does not manage to get you guys. Ooh. Yeah, it only rolled an 11 plus 5, 16, so. Okay, I'll take it. I think I think you guys are above a 16 AC in this thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, but it just, it flies up at you. It's teeth wide open. It chomps down, just barely missing you guys. Very close call as it falls back down towards the ice, smashes into the ice below, shards flying up. It cries out in pain because it hits a very hard surface full of sharp ice, and it sinks down into the ocean, looking up at you with fury in its eyes. Ooh. Okay, Michael, here's the question. How far across the ocean are we? You're about a third of the way to the, to the settlement. All right. At that moment, it's going to turn back into a. It's going to turn into like. Ooh, how should we do this? You know what? It's going to turn into an umbrella that we can all hold on to. You guys want to Mary Poppins this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are. With. uh, And and we're. I'm going to be like. Tilt, and we're all gonna have to like <laughs> fling our bodies a little bit to try to tilt the umbrella so that the wind is pulling it towards the oh other side. Oh my god, you fucking dweebs! <laughs> <laughs> you all just Mary Poppins your way across this. Uh, Does it work? This frozen ocean. Go ahead and roll a go and roll a flight skill check. Okay. I think that because the Air Cochran is the Air Cochran leading you guys because he knows how to fly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I think that he's gonna give you guys advantage on this. Sweet. And he probably has a good modifier. I to his don't skill. need that advantage. That's a nat twenty, dude. This couldn't be easier. This this the is winds... what we do. We improvise, yo. We come up with new solutions. The winds are favorable. Oh, it's not. It's even. You know what? You guys reach an altitude where it's not as cold. Mm. You guys actually feel like this is just like a brisk chill now rather than like a bone chilling chill. Oh, this is delightful. Yeah. So you guys you guys float across this ocean. You actually really get to admire the beauty of these waves 
uh, it's actually incredibly interesting to look at like the different patterns that the frozen waves have made on the uh, on the uh, ocean surface. It's the site that like you really never get to see, and that's part of why you love your job is that you get to see things that just no one else does. I was literally about to say, oh, "You can't pay for this view." Other than with your life. <laughs> and you know what? You guys are pretty high up, right? Yeah. So as, you, as you're as you flying up here, you do, uh, one of your guys, Cal probably, because he's surveying nature around you guys, mm-hmm. pokes you in the shoulder and says, Sir, look at that. Oh, that's not what Cal sounds Fine. like. Fine, you do Cal. Well, I mean, you can do him, but he kind of sounds like, he sounds like this. Who? What's that? And he points out at this <laughs> giant ice, uh, like skyscraper, basically. Oh, it actually goes even higher than where you guys are. You're only about halfway up the height of this thing, hum. far in the distance, and it's enormous, spiraling out at weird angles. It's, it's almost like an ice tornado that froze, uh, and it glows this weird, strange color. You're actually. When you were down close to the surface, you couldn't see it because it's very cloudy and foggy down in the surface. But up here, the air is more clear and you're finally able to see this thing off in the distance. <clears throat> that seems like where we should be going. Probably. Uh, but you're heading towards the town, right? Oh, man. Mm. I mean, you don't know this help for Cal over at that tower and Cal needs help. He will, not, he will, be, he will die if he does not get some sort of assistance. And you do see the flickering lights of the town ahead of you on the shore. All right, all right. Then we go, then we go to the town. You guys very gently bring yourselves to a stop in the center of the town. You're in the town square. Your umbrella just gently lays you down. What do you do? There's no one around. You, just, you see the lights in different windows. You see there's about half the huts in this place. They're all made out of, like, uh, bamboo and... It's a tropical town, so they're all made like, you know, like something you would expect to see in like a bamboo hut or like Hawaii or something. Okay. Uh, And half the huts, at least, are just torn apart by ice shards. Hmm. Uh, But the other half have uh, flickering lights coming from within them. No one is outside. Gotcha. Fiona, take care of this. As she suddenly just booms her voice and says... We came to help you. Please give us assistance. Uh, You see a couple of faces appear in the windows of these lit up houses, uh, all shivering and looking like pale and blue. Uh, But they come outside, they open up their doors and head out into the cold. They're all uh, they're all halflings Uh and they're all actually wearing essentially like board shorts, not like modern board shorts, but like medieval board shorts and like floral printed like <laughs> yeah uh, like hawaiian shirts basically that are like v-necks like they never even thought about creating a coat in this in this town Heck that was no. never something that had to be considered the nights were warm this was tropical and beautiful so they come out shivering just absolutely miserable some of them have like tablecloths like wrapped around them trying to like be more warm but they don't have any like thick animal furs here like you guys have Michael, every part of this makes sense. Yeah. Every single part. What do you imagine medieval board shorts look like? Uh, you know, probably some of them are wearing like hula skirts. Some of them are wearing uh it's just like, you know, they're like 
made out of like burlap. <laughs> they okay. stop right above the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not long pants. Tasteful. Yeah, <laughs> right above the knee. Yeah, they're not like they're not like chubbies or whatever those are called. Are you are you talking about like? Wait, what are there's those? A, there's a there's a shorts brand called Chubbies. Okay, and they make shorts that stop like mid thigh. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. We're sponsored by them. <laughs> Chubbies. <laughs> Head on over. We almost worked for Chubbies at one point. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Too personal. All right. So these guys come out. We're... They head over to you guys because they've heard your cry for help. They're all shivering like crazy and they go, What can we help you with? Our man here. You said you're here to save us. Man here, he needs assistance. We huh. are on our way to figure out the real problem with this storm. Uh, so the 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 man who was talking to you snaps his fingers and says, "Bring him to the doctor." As uh, four other halflings rush over with a stretcher and get him on a stretcher and start carrying him to another hut. Okay, sweet. Uh, they. I I think I'm gonna say to Cal. I'm gonna say. I'm sorry, Cal. I don't think you can come on the rest of this journey. What does he say? Oh, right. (laughs) No, I could be assistance. You have no idea what kind of trouble is that way. Please, don't go without me. Don't go without me. Don't go without me. As they carry him into the medical hut <laughs> and they close the door behind him. <laughs> they they just wanted to get out the fuck out of this cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were freezing. I don't want to be in this and the, cold. And the, the guy who was talking is still standing in front of you as he goes, you said you were here to help? That's right. Can you tell me anything of this ice tower off in the distance? You noticed that, did you? Hard not to see. We've tried to go to it, assuming it must be the source of this, but we can't make it that far. We lost so many of our township trying to make it, but it's a brutal journey and we don't have the warm weather gear, the cold weather gear to be able to get there. Even this is torture just standing right here. I'm so sorry. Of course, of course. You know, you should really leave the adventuring to the adventurous. It's been two months we had to do something. Certainly. So many of us have died of exposure. Please. We won't last much longer. Our food supplies are near exhausted. We'll take care of it from here. And we'll take care of your friend. Thank you. Please, if you can stop this. There's many more towns like ours that are in dire need. We're all doing terribly. Thousands are in danger. May I ask you? You seem like some cool chaps. Do you happen to have the bur- the boards of surf? Of, of course we do. Many of them were frozen solid, but some have survived. Do you by chance have three? Oh, we have more than three for sure. We have like 15 left. Terrific. And surfing is a very prominent tourist activity in our society. Well, we'll take three of them. All right. And you can have them for free. 
great. I wasn't going to buy them, to be certain. <laughs> what I do also need is bits of, is three long strings and six shirts. Sure. Those are things we have. <laughs> I thought, I assumed How about so. we go inside and see if they're in there? I, I, can I just take them? Do I need to keep talking to this guy? All right, yeah. So you go inside <laughs> and you get these things. You get the things you want and the three surfboards. Sweet. So he tells you where to find them. They're like, they are perched in the, on like the beach and mm-hmm. they were, they were definitely like frozen to the sand, but you managed to wriggle them out. Great. So when we get them, I'm going to say, huddle up and we'll do our little huddle again. The three of you huddle. The yeah. Air kind of puts all, his wings all around you guys for privacy. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. We'll tie the cloth together. Uh, two of them to each other so that we have three total. And we're going to win surf our way to this tower. It's okay. Also, they definitely have sails. Oh. <laughs> this is a tropical society that, like, fishes and does parasailing and all these different things. Like, you can okay. get a sail. So then I want three parasails. Okay, you get three parasails. All right, we're going we're gonna to parasail our way to the tower. Okay. You're not going over ocean on your way to the tower, but you definitely could do this. I'm guessing that there's tons of snow. Yeah. There, oh, yeah, there's lots of we're snow. S- we're snowboarding. Dope. You are going to... S- Parasnowboard. <laughs> yeah. Parasail snowboard your way to this tower. <laughs> we're okay, guys. If you haven't noticed, we are badass adventures. You guys are pretty damn cool. I've been really yeah. impressed. Yeah. And none of us have like super cool voices necessarily. Tony seems like he's 80. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that doesn't matter. I know tons of 80-year-olds who surf. Who are just like badass parasailing surfing yeah. dudes. Absolutely. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Seems like a dangerous thing to do at the age of 80. Uh yeah, but like, I'm, you're eighty, I so like, it. what what, like, I'm gonna be doing crazy shit at eighty. Okay, I'm with you. We talked about. Yeah, you know what? Live I, your, live your life till the day you die, man. That's it, dude. That's what that's what Toman's doing. Cowabunga surfs up, motherfucker. Let's go. Let's go. So you guys start parag snowboarding, gliding across the snow in the direction of the uh, giant ice tower. As you get closer, you can just barely make it out in the distance, glowing. It's huge, this giant-looking tornado. (laughs) Okay, and how... So that's awesome, man. I'm so excited about that. How cool do we look, though? Oh, you guys look fucking awesome. Yeah, we do. You guys are, like, doing tricks. You're, like, getting air. You're going off of, like, these cool jumps and, like, flipping through the air and coming down to the other side. It's actually becoming a competition yeah. between all three of you guys. That's what see I was who ab- can look the most cool. That's what I was about to say. Fiona does a sweet kick 60. Ooh, uh, kick 60. Yeah, as, as I'm like, Psh, whatever, and I do like a little bit of a backflip. The board almost sneaks uh, too far away from me, but I <laughs> grab it with my left hand and throw it back underneath Ooh. my feet as I land. Damn, that's a 10 out of 10 from the judges. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But then Bucky, uh, <laughs> Bucky uh, is like, not to be not to be overshadowed here, all of a sudden, like, shoots himself up in the air with the, with the board and starts doing, like, a cyclone back down. Ooh, uh, ooh. And at the last moment, stabs the board into the ground, 
kicks it with one leg as it flips over him. He throws it back down onto the snow and keeps going. <laughs> you guys are so badass. <laughs> I have to say, with so many lives on the line, <laughs> why are you being so risky? <laughs> Is there a reason for this? There are thousands of okay. halflings who are going to die if you don't make it to this Michael, thing. Michael, Michael. Here's what I want you to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. If you are saving the world on a regular basis, can you maintain your humanity? <laughs> can you? Can you? Yeah, I guess not. I guess your self-esteem would sort of uh, pop off. <laughs> Pop off a little bit. It would. And like how like it's such a bleak, dire scenario on a regular basis. Yeah. So like your threshold for like laughter and stuff and like excitement goes so high because it's like, yeah, I get it. There's gonna be another horrific event. Yeah. I can't be sad the whole time. I'm not going to dedicate myself to sadness. I'm going to have a good fucking time. <laughs> so that's why. Okay, dude. And that, and that makes perfect sense to me. They're having a good time because they're not going to only have bad times. I dig it. I really dig it. Yeah. Cowabunga surfs it up. Good times only. Let the, <laughs> let the fun times roll. They all kind of nod. Leave the bleak behind you. They all nod to each other respect as they like near this tower. Like, damn, we really did kill it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> as you guys slide up to this tower, feeling really good, feeling positive. <laughs> you just saw a lot of suffering from these halflings, but you know what? You had a fun time getting here. <laughs> yeah. No one died. Uh, Cal might die. We'll Cal, see. Yeah. <laughs> To be determined. Uh, so you come up on this giant tower. It stretches up, up, up into the clouds. It is made of ice. It's swirling. It seems like it actually, as you get closer to it, you realize it is actually swirling. Like it oh, is wow. moving. And it is actually like an actual tornado. And it seems to pulse and change. And, the, and this light moves through it like energy coursing. Mostly moving upwards in the spiral formation of the uh, of the uh, tower in front of you, you do see a giant cave-like entrance in the base of it, which seems to morph and move a little bit, but tends to stay in more or less the same location. Interesting. So we're gonna we're gonna arrive at the at the near the front. Okay. Oh, and as it moves, you hear like the cracking and the sliding of ice, like, and it's loud. So you guys actually have to kind of yell to be able to hurt over one another. Interesting. So is it kind of like... No, it's actually more like... Now you got it. Perfect. Sounds like a shitty Daffy Duck impersonation. <laughs> no, they just, he doesn't say what's up, Doc. What's Daffy well, Duck's what? What's Daffy Duck's line? Well, that's Daffy Duck. Wait, is that who you I said? You said Daffy Duck. Wait, no, then that's not Daffy Duck. Despicable. Wait. Wait a second. Who was I thinking of? Doesn't Daffy Duck say Despicable? I could be completely Which wrong. Which one's Daffy Duck? Daffy Duck's the duck who wears a sailor outfit and no pants. Okay, then I wasn't. Wait, yeah, then that is who I was thinking of. Yeah, wait, because you're right. But that's Daffy Duck? Yeah, you're... I thought Daffy Duck was with Bugs Bunny. He is. 
Well, then, wait a second. No, the person who wears the sailor outfit is with Mickey. No. Well, who's with Mickey? Minnie. Who, huh? Minnie and Goofy. No, yeah, but who else? Minnie and Goofy. <laughs> and who else? No one with the sailor who's outfit. Who's the duck? M- Mickey's the sailor. Who's the duck with Mickey? There's no duck with Mickey. Yes, there Daffy is. Daffy Duck is with, is with right, Tasmanian I, Devil yes. and, and Bugs Bunny. I 1,000% agree, but there's also a duck. So so Daffy Duck. Okay, we're way off track. <laughs> this is killing This is me, such though. a cool part of the adventure. I, do we want to go this far off track? <laughs> All right, we can bring it back, but whoever knows the answer to this, please let me know because now I'm broken. Alright, so there's a giant Daffy Duck ice tornado. That's not what Daffy Duck does, though. <laughs> that's my problem. <laughs> Jesus but you're right. I understand why you're saying that that's a Daffy Duck impression. But it's not. It's but it somebody else. Okay, you know what? Fine. It's Daffy Duck a thousand percent. There's ice moving in a spiral up this tower. With this weird blue glow going through it. It's moving. You can hear it. It's loud. There's a cavern entrance ahead of you that is morphing and changing, but more or less staying in the same location. (sighs) You thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, there we go. Entrances are for suckers. If you guys, if any of you guys are proficient in nature, you can uh, do a nature check. If you're proficient in it, though, uh, Your ranger definitely was, but are any of you? Yeah, I would assume my uh, Bach would be. Okay, cool. Awesome. No one else would be for sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a 13. 13, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he doesn't... Compl- Bach, okay, yeah, this is the Eric Cochran. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't completely, like, grasp what's going on here. But he does know about this thing called living ice. Okay. Living ice. Yeah, that's all that's all you got. Wait, he doesn't know anything about it. He just knows the he name. Just, he just knows that there is this thing called living ice, which like you can you know, you can think about that. You can analyze that a little bit. Okay, so here, yeah, if Casey's just spitballing on what living ice might mean, I'm guessing, you know, let's break down the synonyms. Living and ice. Are those synonyms? No. Is that what a synonym is? No. Synonym? No, synonyms aren't even what I meant. The words. Okay, so living in ice. I'm guessing it's ice that's alive and spreads itself. Uh, and I'm guessing that this like cylindrical movement thing that it's doing is helping to spread the storm. It's going to have a power source. Most uh, most big masterful events do. So this power source, that's what we got to get to and destroy. Great. Beautiful. Uh, so I've laid out the scenario. What's you gonna do? Wait, and you said that there's a there is a tavern, a cavern. Okay, there's a cave entrance. Yeah, it's changing and morphing, but it tends to stay in the same place. I did just say the entrances were for suckers, but you, since you there's did. so much unknown here, seems... you don't you don't see any other way into this yeah, thing. It'd be going above. You would have to go above. Which you certainly can do if you want to. You have your little Mary Poppins broom. Yeah, but getting that high up... Make a hot air balloon. It's stone. Does it... Oh, so it makes anything you want out of stone. It can't change material? Yeah, it can't change material. You do have a sail. You have multiple sails. 
Yeah. Look at me as a DM giving you solutions. Yeah, but do those take you up? <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to like make them into like a parachute sort of thing. And then do they take you up? If you uh like cast bonfire in the middle of them so that hot air rises. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, look at me. You're really talking me into this. But you can do whatever you want. I actually have zero. I haven't figured out what's inside this thing yet, so I have zero preferences about whether you go in the pot over the top. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the world of improv D&D, everybody. Give me a little peek behind the curtain. Heck yeah. You know what? Then let's go through the entrance. All right. Look oh, at you. I want to creak a door. Look, I guess, Is I, there a door? I guess you're a sucker. Is there a door? There's no door. I said Then we're going up above. I wanted a door to creak, and if there's no door to creak, then I'm going above. All right. So how are you guys doing this? So we f- we fasten our three parasails into one singular sail. We've seen this done a few times, uh-huh. and we luckily have a little sewing kit, as Dang. all great adventurers do. Oh, of course. Every great adventurer knows how to sew. Yeah. And so we do a little bit of quick sewing, and we then I'm le- then we're going to light bonfire for, wow, that just came to me. Wow. And How did you come up with this? This is a great plan. Thank you. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the stone. Uh, we're going to have the stone and then like. It's going to make a basket. It's going to be like, a well, no, we're not. Because I do not think that this will bring a stone casing up. So, <laughs> no, we're going to have the ropes hanging down and we're all going to hold on to the rope together. Oh, cute. But then. We're going to have the stone turn into like a torch, basically. Uh huh. And we're going to fill it with bits of wood and other flammable things oh. and hold it so that it doesn't burn us, but we can still hold on to it near the top to create hot air. I like that. That's that's really cool. I like giving that little, like, uh, what, kindling basket or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. You guys fashioned together this, uh, this invention. What are you going to call this invention? Mmm. Um, let's see. Air rises, mm-hmm. and the air that is rising. All, all air rises. Well, this air, and so this, is this air, air is hot. Yeah. Um. And then there's this over canopy thing that's taking us up. So I I would say that it's like a fire canopy. A fire canopy. I like it. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna you set up this fire canopy. You put it all together. Uh, you all feel pretty confident about it. I feel like the I feel like the physics are all like adding up in your favor. Yeah. I. Uh, what do you do? We start. We all, all right. gather together. We hug each other. I have to maintain my thought on this stone. Yes. So I start thinking about it, and away we're gonna go. All right. You guys start rising up, heading up. And it, it's working. You guys are, are moving up along this giant ice tornado, hearing it loudly <laughs> cracking and creaking around you. Yep. Uh, as all of a sudden, you feel the winds change, and it gets colder and colder, and then suddenly you feel something whisk past your face. An ice shard. Just like the ice shard storm that almost killed a cow. Ooh. One is back. So let's... Uh, See how you guys do as you rise up to go up here and uh, get this thing. Let's see if your balloon gets pop, 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 popped. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. Let's have you roll uh, an evasion check. Let's see if you guys can navigate this thing through the uh, through the ice storm. 
the shards are pretty big, so it's kind of it's not easy, but you can see them as they're coming. You can try to avoid them. That that's a fifteen. All right, that's a fifteen. You successfully dodge some ice shards. You see yeah. a group of them heading straight for your fire canopy, but you manage to all swing your bodies at the same time so that the canopy moves out of the way and is not punctured. We're going to do this two more times and see how you could do. Let's go. This is basically, we're basically doing a grapple check. Yeah, I like it. You see another group of ice shards coming in. How do you do? You're about halfway up this thing now. Oh, baby. That is a 22. All right. Ooh, you definitely missed that one by Damn. a mile. You get about 75% of the way up this thing. One more group of ice shards is coming in. This one is a big one. You're going to be rolling against advantage on this one. Yikes. So uh, let's see how you guys do. Are you doing anything special? Are you going to do anything to try to give yourself an advantage here? Yeah, I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Or no, you know what? Fiona, Fiona was going to think of this. Yeah. So she she goes, I've got an idea. And and uh, both uh both Bach and Toman go, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> as she suddenly shoots a fireball up directly uh, directly at the uh the canopy, and at the last moment just gnarls the the uh fire with her ability to can spell sculpt to sculpt yeah she sculpts it harsh harshly down into a thin ball that just shoots out gaseous air Ooh, okay so you get advantage we'll just roll normal then okay actually you know what you get advantage it rolls normal that's how good that was wow oh you guys are about to kick this thing's ass it rolled a three uh yeah it's a yeah, we we did. We, <laughs> you successfully yeah. you successfully avoid this last one shooting upwards at great speed uh-huh. as the ice shards actually like because you guys are just hanging off ropes, right? Yeah. The ice yes. shards slide underneath your feet. You can actually kind of feel one of them, like just barely touch the soles of your boot. Yes. And you guys head up, up, and up. The you're out of the ice shard storm as you reach the top of the tower. You actually break through out of the clouds. And you see the living ice swirling and moving, still making noise, getting taller and taller and taller. But you go up above it, and you now have the choice if you're going to descend into the ice, living ice storm. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, of course we're going to descend into it. Okay. Yeah. So you, you move up, you move over, and you start to descend down, down, down into the ice storm. It gets dark. You can feel the temperature just completely drop as you move into this just completely frozen environment. The middle of the storm is completely hollow. The sound of the ice moving is extra, extra loud in here. Uh, it's actually kind of difficult for you to maintain concentration. Can you go ahead and uh, do a concentration check? Because the, the sound of the ice moving is just echoing all around. Yeah, of course. Baby. Oh, baby. That's a 30. You're a pro. Get out of here. Holy hell. So yeah, easily maintaining concentration. No problem as you descend deeper and deeper. Uh, okay, so down below you, yeah. you see uh, this giant, cragged ice monolith thing in the middle. It's a suspended 
in the middle of this uh, giant ice storm. It's probably about halfway down. It's got these strange tendrils of ice that head out into the tornado, and it pulses, and the light moves from this. It's ba- it looks like a heart with the way that it's beating. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the ice, pul- the, this pulse moves through the heart, moves through the tendrils, and then moves through the structure. And that's the pulse that you were seeing from the outside as it grows and moves the ice higher and higher above you. Uh, you're descending down towards this heart. Uh, what are you going to do? And the heart has tendrils? It's creating The ice heart tendrils? is like suspended in the middle of everything by these tendrils that connect to the ice tornado and send the pulses from the heart into the tornado. And the ice is continuing to grow above you. You can still hear it moving and growing higher and higher above you. I'm going to look at my crew. I'm going to say, Well, seems like this is my... uh, It seems like this is my stop. As I'm going to be... I think I'm still holding my board. Uh, (laughs) Sure. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna let go of the rope and start and start like body surfing my way straight down to the heart. Are you just free falling? Yep, I'm going to try to uh, time it so that I would miss some of those tendrils. Okay, yeah, you can but definitely free falling straight at this heart. Yeah, there. Are, so you're free falling straight at the heart. There are tendrils in the way. Go ahead and do a athletics check to see if you manage to avoid them. Okay. This is specifically this is a DC my, fifteen. Uh, okay, DC fifteen. You know what? Then I you have to I, do this twice. I have to do this twice. I am going to use my feet here. Okay. Uh, I think it's worth it. Which is um my it's it's called Shadow Wind. Uh huh. And it's that for once a day I can summon all of the courage of a great explorer. And I can become one with nature, and I can select which I I can select which natural occurrence I want to become part of. So I'm going to become part of the wind for just a moment. Oh, dang! And I'm going to phase into wind and then phase out of it once the tendril passes. Oh, nice. Okay, so you don't even have to roll a check then. Nope. You just become the wind. You move around the tendril, and can you do it twice? No, I can only do it once a day. Okay, so now you now you're heading towards the second tendril. Yep, great. And you avoid it too. Okay, DC fifteen. Bam! There we go. That's a nineteen. Ooh, yes! You easily you reef you become the wind for the first tendril and move around it so briskly. You then immediately are able to like move your body and contort yourself to just barely miss the second one. Expertly gliding past it, the heart is coming up fast. What are you doing? So I mean, ice I'm, heart. I'm going fast. So I'm going really fast. Then at this point, I'm gonna flip the board up so that we're stopping like the wind, and I'm so that I can slow down the speed at which I'm falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna like keep like flapping it up to keep slowing myself down. Uh, and then once I get a little bit close, I want to still mo- maintain a bit of momentum, and I'm going to basically turn the board so that it's a spear falling straight at the heart. Okay, I love this plan. So let's do a DC 13 athletics check with advantage. Okay. Uh, dude, I, I, I mean, I'll see if I get the nat 20. See if 20. you get nat 20. Oh, I didn't, but I did get slightly better. Nice. Uh, what did you get? I got a 24. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, you expertly do exactly what you wanted, flapping the board to slow yourself down and finally just digging the tip of it into the ice heart and easily sliding off of it, landing on the... Uh, 
<laughs> I think the heart itself. The heart itself. I uh, I feel like you've been busy. Uh, did you maintain concentration on your on the thing up above? Not even close. I let go of it. Oh, so what's happening to your friends? Uh, so this, so the 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 little bonfire, the kindling basket, just turns back into a knife. Is that what this thing starts? Its natural shape a is a little stone. A little stone, and just plummets out of the air. There's no longer any fire there to. Uh, keep this thing aloft. I guess this is a parachute now. Yep. So your friends just keep holding on as you look up and you see your friends just holding on for dear life as this thing is being buffeted around in the currents of the wind in here and just slowly coming down to where the uh, to where the heart is. Did they have a chance to grab the stone? I did surprise them. I absolutely that's, that's just up to you, man. fell out of... No, you're, you're doing these characters. They, Would they have known that, that, that you were going to do that? Is this something that you typically... So I do this all the time of just like throwing myself into danger. I mean, I'm a fighter. That's what I do is yeah. just go head first. So they're ready for this. I don't think that they're ready to catch a small stone out of the air in wind. Yeah. So. So it falls. I think, I think at least they have disadvantage on grabbing it. All right, cool. Let's do a, let's do a check to see if uh, they manage to grab this thing. Disadvantage. <laughs> oh no, it's disadvantage. What'd no! you roll on that one? Nat 20. Nat 20? Let's see what the second one is. Uh, nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was, but it was a 15. Yeah, they successfully grab it. Just so, barely. They did, they're think... looking down at you and they're like, oh damn, that's really cool. And then all of a sudden they realize the fire just went away. Oh God. And they reach out and grab well, it. So I think they like, try to grab like they each like kind of flounder to grab it and then all of a sudden um bach realizes i have wings and and so he grabs fiona and fiona reaches out grabs the stone and they're gonna start flying straight down nice giving up on the parachute we're past that now cool uh and so there's flying straight down uh toman is on the heart you're itself. on the heart you can feel your feet actually, even through your thick fur boots, your feet are fucking freezing now. Every pulse that goes through this thing, you feel this cold emanate through you, bone chilling cold. You actually have a disadvantage now on uh, any sort of check that involves like movement or like, because your bones and joints just feel frigid. Okay. Let me ask you, how hard is this heart? Uh, you'd have to experiment. Okay, I I kick my foot down a little. I bit. mean, it's it's solid for sure. It's not like it starts cracking underneath your underneath your foot. Okay, cool. Noted. Um, let's. See. And definitely, like with your with being so cold, as you kick down, like you feel like these just shock waves through you. Just feels like, oh god, it's so like your everything hurts with this absolute frigid cold. <sighs> this is the part I love. <laughs> As I I am going to, let's see, uh, how how I'm gonna look up see how far away they are. Uh, they'll be here in like six seconds. Okay, so another turn. Yeah, I'm gonna whip out a dagger and I'm gonna try to stab it at the ground. All right, go ahead and do an attack roll with disadvantage. Okay, those are great rolls. What'd you roll? Seventeen and an eighteen. Yeah, you successfully. Dab your dagger down into it. Let's roll for damage. Yeah. And it, I mean, uh, okay. So Is there anything see. special about your dagger? This, this, I was using just a basic dagger for this you're one. you afraid I was going to get hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll 
for damage then. Yeah, and I, that was a 17 and 18. That was just the straight roll on it. That wasn't any modifiers. Oh, gotcha. Just so you know. That's two points of damage. All right, so the dagger easily goes into the ice up to the hilt, but it does not. You see, like, a few, like, micro fissures, uh, but nothing. It doesn't, like, specifically. It doesn't, like, crack the whole thing or anything like that. Uh, and you do actually see some pulses head towards the dagger and start, like, mending the heart. And you see the fissures start to, like, recede. And, the and like, the ice around the dagger is starting to form around it. Interesting. It will probably trap it in a second if you don't pull it back out. Uh, You know what? I'm going to leave that one in. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. I have a lot of daggers. So I, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this thing for a moment and see where it's really getting its power from, or at least where those ripples start. Uh, as far as you can tell, it starts at the core. Where's the core at? Like the very center of his heart. Okay. So I'm going to start making my way over there. Well, so it's like, it's basically, it's like, it's an orb, basically. It's a little, it's like a heart in the fact that like, you know, it is not like a perfect sphere. Uh-huh. But it definitely has like a central point and it's more or less like circular. Oh, okay. It's like so, an uneven circle. So anywhere can get to its core? Yeah, you could dig down from anywhere to get to the core. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um then I then I have an idea. So I am I'm gonna wait for them to get here. And you still hear this. That was the sound of the pulses, and you still hear the of the of the ice all around it's deafening right 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 totally yeah i i'm gonna wait for my crew to get here all right yeah they land next to you took you have enough time yeah are they cockney <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so uh well it seems that we need to destroy the center of this orb. Won't be easy because, well, there's a frozen beast. But I have an idea. We just need to get something long enough to stab straight through. Probably heat it up a little bit to make the stab a little easier. I assume we can all work together to make this happen. They, uh, they nod. They're like... Uh, this is the moment sure. your team decides to just not be a team. <laughs> yeah, they're like, fuck this, I'm out. So, I uh, I have, like, I mean, I have a lot of different weapons, but one of them is a spear that I that I always keep on me. Awesome. Uh, and so, I'm going to line that up with the dagger, uh, and I'm going to look to uh, Bach, and I'm going to say, well, I hope your flying's good, because... It's going to come into handy real quick. I'm going to need you to fly at this as hard as possible using uh, using the stone. You have the stone, right? Yes, I have it right here. Uh, and Fiona's going to give him the stone, uh, give uh, Toman the stone. He's going to be like, great. Well, I'm going to need you to use the stone as a bit of a hammer to smack this spear in as hard as you can. Fiona, I'm going to need you to heat up the, the tip of the spear as hot as you can get it right before he, he, he hits it. If we time this out right, I think we'll do all right. This is awesome. So just to remind you, any physical checks, because they're standing on this thing and they're getting hit by the pulses, which are incredibly bone-chillingly cold, physical checks are all going to take disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... Fiona any... heat, heating metal is not physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think... I think... 
no one should be because he's, he's gonna, gonna be doing fly. some flying and stuff. But he's bone. He is like bone chilled now. Okay, so that's the the uh, what's it called? The state, not the state. Like, what is the thing called for like exhaustion? Condition. Condition. That's the condition that has now been applied to him and all of you guys. Okay. Bone chilled. You were gonna have to go with it because we need to be quick about this. Cool. Uh, I'm a little nervous, but I think I'll be all right. Uh, so Bach is gonna start flying. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be holding the spear in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of trying to jam it in next to the dagger as much as possible, fit it in with the heart. Uh, and then uh, Fiona's gonna start heating metal. Nice. Cool. All right. All that happens. the The spear is hot. Bach is in position. You have the spear ready to go. What you doing? Well, we only have a few chances at this, so let's get it right the first time. I'm cold as hell. <laughs> cool. Okay, so Bach flies down. Let's go ahead and roll a attack roll with uh, disadvantage. Okay. As he tries to hit this thing with the, the, the rock hammer that you've created out of this object. Ooh, that's not... Wait, what was, what was I rolling for? This is like to hit the spear as hard as possible. So it's to hit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So then that's a 13. Yeah, he successfully hits it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's not hard. That's like a, you're holding it for him to hit. Yeah. Uh, so he flies down at this thing, this uh, this hammer in his beak, in his, in his talons. He smashes it down into it. The, ha the spear with the hot tip hits the ice. I and instantly, like you see steam and everything, like start to come out of it. It moves about a quarter of the way into the ice. Not enough. Not enough. It's about a quarter of the way to the center. You're gonna have to do it about four times. Fiona has to recast heat metal because it's so cold with the pulses that it cools down the tip of it. So she recasts it. She's only got how many spell slots has she got? Oh, I mean, she's been using a lot today. So she's probably running a little low at this point. Like five or six? Yeah, probably. Yeah, she got five or six Oof. plus slots. I don't like this. You're going to have to recast one every time. Okay. Let's see if Bach can do this again. Let's give it another go. Bach is going to fly back, get ready to go again. Cool. B flies at it hard. Let's see. Uh-oh. Uh, that's a 15. 15. He successfully hits it. Bam! Spear goes halfway in. Fiona recasts heat metal, getting it hot again as the pulses cool it off. Come on, let's Two get it. Two more times. Go, go. Ooh, uh, that's a 17. Yeah, did disadvantage. Oh, yeah, that's right. We didn't do disadvantage last time, did we? Oh, nope. It's okay, though. 17. 17 again. <laughs> Bam! The spear goes three quarters of the way in. It's so close. Fiona casts heat metal again. Come on, let's get it. Come on. And you can see Bach looks like Bach is looking shook. Like it hurts him to his core to do this. Uh, but he he summons all of his might and he flies down at it again. 14! Disadvantage. Right. <laughs> can you just remember this? Jeez. 17. 17. So no, 14. 14. So he successfully hits it one last time. The spear makes it all the way to the center. And all of a sudden, the pulses stop. And everything, the ice stops moving. And you look up above you, out the top of the ice tornado, and 
the skies that were previously gray and blue and cold and stormy start to recede. Mm-hmm. And they don't completely go away yet, but you can just see a little bit of blue and sunshine above. That's good. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you think it means? Well, I mean, so it's it's good? We're good? How about you, how about you decide? What do you mean? <laughs> You're the DM. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not just going to be like, you won! Did I? I'm well, Based on what I have described, does it sound like you've gotten the outcome that you wanted? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> what outcome did you want? That I wanted this storm to go away. Is the storm going away? I just described the clouds parting and there being blue skies and sunshine and all the ice stopping moving and the pulses stopping. So great. It sounds like I did a good job. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say you didn't. All right. Well, great job. Good job, team. We're going to grab our boards. We're going to leave. None of you wonder what was going on here? We killed them. You guys just you, go, oh, okay. You fundamentally misunderstood this crew if you think that we give a shit what was going on. <laughs> no, Michael. Oh, my God. Wait. No, not what? a single one of these adventures cares past that they did the thing. But wait, don't you guys like to, like, find treasure and power and, like, learn and... We <laughs> we care about stopping the thing, but you don't want to harness anything's power. You don't want to harness the power of uh, amazing living ice that can change the tropical climate and freeze oceans. Michael, if you think that the greatest thing our team ever came across was a single stone that can turn into any object, you're wrong. It's just the thing we ended up keeping. No, we've ignored every cool thing. It wasn't just the stone that was causing the celestial plane to merge. It was it was way cooler things that none of my characters can remember. We you if you want to describe it to us, you can. But my guys aren't going to listen. If your guys are not going to pull this spear out, then I'm not then I can't describe it to you. Well, I well they would pull the spear out so long as it means that the heart fully dies. Do they know? Well, they won't. They won't know that. Well, yeah, they would know if the start heart fully dies. Well, it's, so it's not pulsing, and the ice stopped moving. Okay, I described everything. Does that make them think that they should pull the spear out, or they want to leave the spear in? Well, they want to kill this thing completely. Mm-hmm. So there's no more signs of life from it. Like there's no pulses. But it's not it's falling. Not moving. It's not falling to the ground or no, anything. No, it's not like shattering to pieces. Well, see, now that leads me to think it's not dead. Well, you know, also it's a bunch of ice. Right. <laughs> Could just you know, when you kill a giant dragon, it doesn't just like shatter into a million scales. No, but it's normally a, it's a whole corpse. <laughs> well, right, but it seems weird to me that the corpse is floating. It's not floating. The the corpse is rooted to the ground. It's a giant tornado, like with its base oh, on the ground. Oh, the base is on the ground. Yeah, there was a cave entrance that you could have walked through. Well, I yeah, but I thought I would have had to go up the tower. You would have. <laughs> okay, wait. I would have had to go up the tower? You're about like halfway up the tower right now. So it's not, but it's not floating? No. This heart is suspended by the tendrils in the middle of this tower. But the tendrils still exist? Of course they do. How? They're ice. But the, so, okay, 
I guess what I was thinking was that the tower would stop existing when the storm stopped. Well, but you're saying it has it to works. melt. It has to melt. It's a bunch of ice. Great. Michael, have you ever watched a fantasy movie or a fantasy show? The thing just okay. ends at the I want to be clear about this. There was there was a part of me that absolutely considered <laughs> this entire thing shattering to pieces. Great. And I went, you know it'd be fun if it didn't do that. Okay. But you can't be <laughs> mad at me. I'm not I... mad at you. I'm just, I'm not look, I why do you why does it have to shatter? Why it... can't we just be okay with the fact it didn't shatter? I'm fine with it not shattering. Then why are you giving me so much grief about it? Because I didn't understand that's what's not that was what was happening. I didn't say it shattered. Well, now I know. I gave so much description to make it clear this thing was dead and not shattering. Okay. Well, now I know. It's I'm not shattering. I'm a good shattering. DM. I'm very clear. You, Michael, you nailed it, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. You pulling this fucking spear out or not? No. Why would I? Okay, fine. You leave the spear dead. in. Dead. What are you guys doing? What? You going to fucking parasail out of here? Well, now we can't because we're in a tower. You're in a tower. You'd have to parasail down. You're out, you're like hundreds of feet up in the air. Oh, we, okay. We there's still ways to go down. So like a way to like you could like, like you we could, have to you go down. Climb, yeah, no, you I could just climb mean, down the ice. You could parachute down. I just mean we're high up in the air. You're high up. That's in the all air. I care about. Yeah, and this oh, okay. and this ta- and this tornado is pretty wide. It's probably like eighty feet wide. And it's still a tornado. It's not moving anymore, but it's still got shape. Okay. okay. All right. I've been so clear. <laughs> right. I have been we're so not, clear. We're not going back so into it. We're not going back into it. Not everything has to shatter. We're not going. <laughs> Things should shatter, but we're not going <laughs> into it. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. I look. I look over at the rest of the crew. How is my board doing? That I stabbed into the heart. Uh, it's a little dinged, but it's okay. You know what? I look back at them and I go. Seems like that did the trick. And I'm going to make my stone into a board and I'm going to kick off on it and I'm going to start skating down the orb and then going down. Are you like skating down like the edge of the tornado? Like on the ridges? Yeah, I'm trying to literally. No, I'm not grinding. So, like, the tornado is a circle, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to try to. There are ridges. You could, like, grind down this thing. Well, I'm going to try to grind. The uh, I'm gonna try to grind the tendril to the circular tornado, and then I'm just gonna try to whip 360 around this tornado all the way to the bottom. Dope. Yeah, let's do an athletics check <laughs> with advantage. Is badass. Should be good. Yeah, needed that. The second one was a nat one. Oh, uh, but no, I got a twenty. Oh yeah. You absolutely shred this thing. So you make it all the way to the bottom. You look completely badass. You look up at your friends. You're like, cowabunga dudes. <laughs> They're much more cautious. They just fly down. <laughs> and uh, on that note, I think that's where we will end this adventure. <laughs> Michael, my big question for you. How chill are you feeling at the end of that? So chill. <laughs> that's oh my god. That's exactly the relaxation you know, D and D gives you. I was really proud of what was at the center of this heart, dude. Me too. And now we'll never know. You can tell me. No. I I as no. Casey care. I just couldn't role play these characters that way. No, we didn't. We didn't do it in the adventure. We don't. We don't say it. Michael, the audience cares. Yeah, I know. And you know what? 
Let's leave him wanting more. You're so bitter. <laughs> You're so bitter. No, Casey, I'm chill. <laughs> That's what I am. I'm feeling chill. And you know what, audience? I hope that every single one of you are also feeling chill. Wow, this is I. I hope was this was the adventure that you really dreamed of. Guys, if you're as heartbroken as I am, uh, let us know. I, I want to <laughs> know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. We love you. You're a bunch of chill, awesome homies. We love you so, so much. happy to have you here. Thank you for week. listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Riveros. Thank you, Ryan. Your editing is spectacular. Superb. Thank you to Catherine Gulgin. Thank you, Catherine. Your artwork is so badass. So freaking badass. If you want to get more City of Town in your life, go check out at City of Town D&D. Oh, what was that? At City of Town D&D. One more time. That's at City of Town D&D. Oh, at City of Town D&D. That's at City of Town D&D. On Instagram. On Instagram. It's a romp. Thank you again. Bye-bye.